The Daily Talk Show episode 418. And back by popular demand, Jeff, Jeff Jowett. Hello, boys. Great to be here. <laughs> all, the yeah. way from, all the way from Sydney. Yes. You've flown down just just for this and also catching up with mate, your mate Harps. Harps, yes. It's been great to be here with you and him. Yeah. Fantastic. It's like Christmas. My wife's only said to me recently, and when I said popular demand, I meant my wife. She, she's calling the shots. Mm. So she wanted you back on. That's she said lovely. you should get Jeff back on. She's been going through our back catalogue yeah. 114, episode 114. A lot's changed. A lot's Mate, fucking changed. Can, I've, you know, wanted to get on Oprah <laughs> and I don't reckon it's as good as this. This is next level. And look about these blokes over there. you got yeah, the 3D deal you got and the full team going yeah. on, production upstairs, Vegemite. It's just game on. <laughs> you you uh, eat a bit of Vegemite, don't you? Love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's your? What do you like? With it, what yeah, I like yeah, with yeah, it, yeah. mate, just on the spoon, perfect. You're an animal. And, yeah. and that's a good like, um, that's actually like a weight loss technique potentially if you fucking got the, if you're needing something to <laughs> oh, eat. Oh, mate, it's probably good for sodium loading. It's predominantly <laughs> just salt. But yeah. uh, mate, Why do you do it? What is it? No, I don't do it all that often, mate, <laughs> if I've just run out of bread. But I'll have a, my, my big one is some Bergen soy and linseed. Mm-hmm. Peanut butter, cheese, Vegemite. Uh, Don't knock it till you've tried it. Awesome. Well, the mm. cheese, I can say, you know, that for me that goes well with the Vegemite, but I haven't uh, the tried peanut yet. Butter peanut butter with it? I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, you're just having a salt attack, which salt and fats, It's it does really go. How, I mean, how, how bad is salt, do you think? Look, it's, well, okay. So it's it's one of those things where dietitians will bang on about salt, but, Someone's eating five thousand calories a day, so maybe mm. we want to drop that to two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or maybe fifteen hundred could be a good one. Give that a red hot go mm. before we just just bash salt. Like the, you know, do you think there are many people overweight because they're eating too much salt? No. Yeah, it, it's like what we've said before. It's fruits, it's not fruits. It, not, fruits not your problem. Fruit is not your problem. I tell you, and this is a lot of the stuff I coach these days. It's binge eating. Yeah. Like we've jumped straight into the the meaty stuff, but. I was so obsessed with diet theory. At the end of the day, it's not diet theory. People ask me all the time, oh, intermittent fasting, is it good? Is this good? What mm. about this? What Keto. Yeah, keto. What about keto? Yeah. If you're in ca- radical concept, like stop what you're doing, drop tools, sit down, get a notepad, if you eat less energy than you burn, you lose weight. Yeah. yeah. That's it. You burn more energy than you eat. You're going to lose weight, but yeah. if you eat more energy than you burn, you're going to get fat. I mean, what's what's the most obvious? What was that bang, by the way? I have no idea. Something outside. Yeah. I think someone got shot. Yeah, it sounded sound a <laughs> yeah. bit like that. There might uh, be a mugging. <laughs> Hopefully not. I'll but, check the cameras. Uh, but there was a um, uh, TJ is currently actually, actually checking, checking, the, checking cameras. the cameras. The um, what is the food that most people are eating, and they're not aware that it's the reason why they're putting on weight. Well, I think if you asked me that 10 years ago, I'd talk about, you just mentioned fruit. Like some mm-hmm. people still think I'm trying to lose weight, I'll eat a fruit salad and yogurt, which is loaded with sugar. When you eat sugar, you crave sugar. So the more sugar you eat, you're going to want more. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of people do have a sweet tooth, so they have a bit they want more. But at the end of the day, I think what people are neglecting is their binge eating patterns. So they go on a diet, inverted commas, And they're good all day, but then emotional triggers happen late at night, the danger zone as I call it, and between 8 and 10 p.m. they've eaten 1,500 calories or more Mm. alone. Mm. So they rock up to their PT and little Johnny says, oh, hello, Pam, how's your diet? Oh, very, very good. I don't know why I'm 
not losing weight, but <laughs> but uh, it's the packet of Tim Tams every night and the ice cream, and, and but they're medicating with food. So, yeah. as some people know, I medicated with alcohol. Overweight people use food. It's it's a band aid. So until people can understand what they're doing, why they're doing it, when they're doing it, and have strategies around that, it doesn't matter whether it's keto, CSIRO, intermittent fasting. None of it works, like because the the calorie surplus kicks in because of the binging. Mm. So you've, you've, I think it was over a year ago now that we had you on. I was sick as a dog too. Remember, yeah, I come to Melbourne right. and just got absolutely poleaxed. But you did a whole workshop, a yeah. weekend workshop. I did. I rolled the sleeves up, mate. You, you, you're the. It's uh, not a dress oh, rehearsal, mate. We got to rip in. <laughs> it's Aussie Jeff. Aussie Jeff. He's not here to fuck around. But how much has changed in that year that we've seen you? Oh, mate, heaps, so much. And look, I was. Uh, back then I was, you know, on a good path and definitely made adjustments I needed to in my life, but it's evolved. And, and still then I was, even with what I was doing with the Jowett method, it had to be bigger. It had to be more now. And it doesn't now. Now it is what it is. And my life is what it is. And I love my life now. So everything I do now is about enjoying now. It's not outcome focused. So I've had a big shift from I was always, a lot of people, myself included, was very outcome focused. Mm-hmm. So I, a means to an end. Nothing's a means to an end now. Like I'm not here to talk to you guys, talk to you guys, get on here and get new members. It doesn't bother, none of that interests me anymore. I do what I do. I try and be of service and I enjoy what I do and my life just works. Mm, ambition, the, the word I feel like uh, is, you know, bashed into us, you need ambition. It's, it's the way you get success. Yes. And these are all buzzwords, right, because there's no definition. Well, I mean, what's the opposite things? of ambition, right? I guess if you look at that, it can be pretty negative. Like yeah, well, uh, that's someone why who's it's ambitious. Sound, yeah, what it sounds like is the ambition's not there. Well, it's a really good mate, point that you bring up because I'm just scratching my ear hole because it's a bit – but bear with me. Do you want me to do it? That's no, I'm good now. Thank you. Oh, that would be amazing. Like, maybe later. <laughs> up the, Upstairs even. That would be, be incredible. I'll get my shirt the, off. The whole experience. I'll get it all off actually. <laughs> so that would be – I can't focus now. I'm that t- excited <laughs> by outcome. That's outcome right there. Yeah, yeah. But, okay, so ambition, yeah, because for me and a lot of people, they want to they wanna feel successful. So – I think success is a feeling. It's not money in the bank. It's not uh, businesses, but it's a feeling. And so when I get more, I call it the disease of more. When I get more, I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Or when I when I own my house, I'll be happy. When I live on the water, I'll be happy. It's they want. It's a feeling. So when I move to the suburbs, I'll be happy. That's the one thing that I guess you're feel, facing at the moment. Ah, oh, but I'm not unhappy. I just feel like it will cater to something my child and have it. Like, I think there's some realities there, more space, mm. uh, a bunch of stuff that is not just in my head. Yeah. There is some practical mm. elements to it, right? Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Especially with a child and, and whatnot, but you know, I live in a rented one bedroom apartment with my two little dogs and I've never been happier. And there was a bloke who had the penthouse and the flash cars and all of that. Mm. Never happy, never content, never at peace. And now, I've got that and I drive a little Hyundai, what's it called, Hyundai Gets. From the Maserati to the Gets. Mate, 300 grand versus three grand, Mm -hmm. including GST. What's the service cost on that? Like what service? I found a bloke up the road. He did the whole thing for like 200 bucks and threw in a pink slip, winning. (laughs) (laughs) Champion. He knew I was a battler. He looked after me. But like there's a – I just don't have a desire. I'm not trying to impress anyone anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what. 
it's a wonderful place to live and you do your best work there because mm. you don't have agendas and ulterior motives and you're not trying to climb a ladder and those sorts of things. So ambition, it's, it's an interesting word. For me, I know what I'm good at and where I can serve best and what I need to do each day to be my best and that includes horses most days, you know, riding horses, being around them, uh, time with my little dogs and otherwise you, you can't pour from an empty cup. So what happens is everyone wants to build empires. I coach a lot of them, CEOs and high-level executives, and and they, they've they all got tons of dough and they say, oh, mate, uh, look, I just thought I'd give you a call. Um, I'm good, I'm good, but quote, unquote, I'm just a bit flat. Everyone's a bit flat because mm. I go, have you got a hobby? Nah. What do you do outside of work? Nothing. How many days a week do you work? Seven. Well, okay, let's have, maybe have a little look at that because somewhere along the line this ambition in today's world Take, that takes over life. Yeah. So they've got work and no life. Don't worry about work-life balance. There's no life. It's just bloody work the whole time. That was me for 15 years and I dead set was about to jump off the balcony. Like there's mm. just nothing good there and you've got to get more and more and more. And then when they get more, they're more miserable because they're like, I thought that would mm. fix me. Mm. But it didn't, so I'm more miserable. And so what could the alternative be to horses? What are some of the other things that people could do that gives them that same? Well, I, I great question. I one of my first coaching questions is that, like, have you got a hobby? No, all right, well, I want you to go away and have a think about what one could be. Mm. Some people paint, some people garden, some people fish. Is the rule you can't monetize it? Because I think that's what we end up doing. 100%. You want to monetize it. side hustle. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> like, and that's a great point. Like, fair income. Like, social media just, oh, my Lord. Like, you know, you got to hustle, get the side hustle. Vaynerchuk's talking about the side hustle and good on him. I'm not dis- – shit canning him, but mate, that lifestyle, you can have it. Mm. Like you gotta do stuff where there's you're not trying to make an earn. Yeah. You're not doing it for status. Like if you're bouncing up and down on social media seven hundred times a day, mate, good luck. I couldn't think of anything worse. Mm. I went from the bloke who wanted to be seen everywhere. I want to be seen fucking nowhere. Mm. It seems like that's even changed or evolved in the last year since yeah, we it since has, we saw because I've I've found joy. I hadn't found joy back then mm-hmm. to be honest. Uh, I was riding horses a little bit, but not heaps. And I wasn't being – like I – most afternoons when I'm free, I'm down at the stables. I don't just ride. Mate, I go down in the afternoon and I exercise the horses. I wash them. I rug them. I fit, They're like my kids, yeah. fucking 20 of them. And I know everything about each and every one. I know which one's going to kick and bite, which is only one or two, by the way. What's their name? Nugget and Letitia. I would have been a big birthday on August 1. Massive, mate. We had a it's bender. Party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to the strippers. It was awesome. <laughs> Carrots. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm, I'm only serious. <laughs> and no, but like I just that bond with the horses, it's 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 incredible. But I, I wasn't really that into it back then, so that's evolved. And I've just had a lot more. T- I don't – I only do things now if I want to. Mm. I say no to heaps of stuff because – uh, it doesn't make me better. I don't enjoy it. I just do stuff I enjoy. And I've learned you don't need a whole heap of dough to be really happy. I had a shitload of dough and I was unhappy. So make money, great. And I'd like to make lots in time, but for very, very, very different reasons. Mike Tyson says he can't train, he can't box because it activates his ego. Great, yeah. And yeah. is, it, is it the same for Spot you on. when, like, for you to get back to a place where you're earning as much cash as you had? What, did you, what was that business worth? 20, uh, 40. 40 million mm. at one point. I mean, to get back to that, is there 
an, an aversion inside because you think it will activate. I'm just going to get the jacket off. I'm sweating. Uh, I can, uh, help, I can help you, buddy. Ever since second. the finger in the ear, I've <laughs> I'm sweating up. But do you think it's it will ignite the old Jeffro? Okay, great question. The the money won't. The the um, objects will. So I'd never buy a super flash car again. I don't see any point. I'd rather I, want, I want a Maserati. I saw one. I just love the purr of them. I've been thinking the last week. Yeah. You How had one? old are you? I'm 30. Yeah, perfect. Mate, at 30, the best. 42, not for me. I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be noticed. I'm happy to just chip away. I, I don't, I don't, I hate all that stuff now. And, you know, my phone, what's the time? I can tell the time there. The gold yeah. Rolex, red hot tip, same time. Yeah. <laughs> Save 50 grand, same time. Like, Status, 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 stat. Whatever well, you're chasing, status symbols. Unless you're an absolute car lover, great. If you're a car lover, get a get one of them. But a lot of people do it for status. And yeah. for me, if I made lots of dough again, um, mate, I'd rescue fifty horses. I'd have a I'd have a rescue farm and fifty horses out the back done. And my dream now is all the horses that are at the stables. I'd love to home once they retire. Like that's awesome. They're the best. But. And, uh, like, I don't, I just don't crave the limelight and all that stuff anymore. Um, Josh and I talked about, you know, the status, mm. playing the status game. And I think we are all within a level of a status game. Well, the status game is happening whether we like it or not, mm. right? And people are mm. applying status. They're constantly saying yay or nay based on status. Yeah, they are. And, and it's just an empty place. It's like a bottomless pit. You think you get more and you get that. And he, I'll give you an example. Mm. So let's, I don't know, people go to Europe for holidays and they're, they're making a bit of dough and they rock up to the Flash Beach Club and they get the really good cabana and they fucking how good's life and, oh, I've made it. And then their mate rocks up and gets the better one and then they're depressed. Status. No one cares. Yeah. Like, biggest news flash ever. No one gives a flying fuck what car you drive, where you live, how much dough you got. Mm. No one gives a rat's ass. When I coach people, they think, you know, because I talk about buffer, you've got to have financial buffer. You can't come from a place of love if you can't pay the bills. Mm. If you're laying in bed at night going, fuck, I can't pay the mortgage, holy shit, what am I going to do? How can you have love for people? Because you're scared. It's fear. Mm. So I say to people, all right, well, step one, have you, you know, let's look at where you're at. Have you got investment properties? Oh, you've got seven. Well, how about we sell a couple and then <laughs> fucking you got heaps of dough to not be shitting yourself. Oh, I can't go backwards. Like, let's look at that. Like, so going backwards is selling two investment properties that no one else knows of. It's not monopoly. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're not at the ho- they're not on the table. Everyone's going, how good are you? No one knows and no one cares. But people are like having a shit life because they're scared because they won't flog something that doesn't make them like it's just madness. Is it, it your perspective from being financially fucked to then realize that these things don't matter? Absolutely, because when you get to a place, I got dough in the bank. Mate, food on the table, the lights are on, perfect. But mm. you've got to get to a place. If you're ever going to be happy, and I think happy is a big part of the goal, you've got to realise that it's perfect now. Mm. And that that let's, like, dissect that. It's perfect now. And people watching or listening might be like, oh, yeah, but there's no buts. Have you got cancer? Are you going to die? Can you pay the bills? It's perfect. Well, Josh and I think about where we want to go to and – we see that, and maybe it's, that's ambition. We have dreams or you know, vision, like vision, yeah. all these things that I think we've been primed to consider on our pursuit. And I, I feel like we are happy in our situation and environment, the people we're around, but we also want 
something different. We want to mm. progress. But let this me just and change the lens on that because I, I, one of my, I say change the lens, right? So you got two young lads there. Mm-hmm. They make they're super focused. They've been looking at like it's fucking awesome right now. You got two yeah. lads here who believe what you do in mm-hmm. what you do. You're working. That's fucking perfect. This is where people fuck it up. They go, oh, this is good, but. Mm. Now, this is fucking awesome now. Mm. This is all. Now, you'll never go to that until you people realise that it's really fucking good now. If you've got people here in here that work for you, with you, alongside you, that's awesome. They've bought into what you do collectively as a group. That's as good as it gets. It doesn't get better when there's a hundred of them. It doesn't get better when a million people watch. That's the difference. And the irony of it is you get to that place and you probably will have a million viewers, mm. but you don't need it and it's not better. Yeah. I actually feel better. Do you actually yeah, feel better? Yeah, I feel better. Thanks. That's true, good. mate. What, no, are, you, what I mean, are we, are you? I mean, <laughs> oh, half a mil would be good. <laughs> I mean, um, Buy a few horses. Having, <laughs> having gratitude, uh, is that baked into your everyday practice? Yeah, absolutely. You got When I wake up in the morning. like, What time do you wake up? Because we've seen you at oh, coffee shops at 5. Yeah, 4.30. And, the, yeah. and I'm thinking, what fucking coffee shops are open? Well, it was time? open 24-7, but the King's Cross... Lockout laws fucked it, oh. and now it's not open 24-7, so that's thrown a spanner in the works. But I found a joint that opens at 5, so I'm good to start <laughs> the road. But I coach people live at 6 a.m. in a group video. So I've got to be up and on and prepped and ready to go, and it's part of And that makes me better because I get to serve that group first thing in the morning. So there's no, I'm a bit flat today. So I have to have a ritual and a routine. And when I get up, pardon me, in the mo- first thing in the morning, Mate, I know my. You got to know. You got to be aware. You got to know yourself. So I know I have to get up, brush my teeth, wash my face, and get out the door before my head starts just spinning. How long is that from uh, oh, mate, out of bed to out the door? Um, mate, it depends how much how full my bladder is. But really, uh, <laughs> mate, five minutes. Yeah, really. I yeah, think yeah. Josh has got a new routine out of bed before six. I think that's the key. Get out of your apartment because yeah. yeah. I think the apartment's the safe space. And you just, it's the comfortable, I'll yeah, get into definitely. some emails, I'll get some momentum there. Yeah, but the, yeah, the first part of the day is for planning and, and for thinking and it's your time. And you can't, like if you wake up and you, if you wake up late and you sleep in, like you're gone. You're going to be overwhelmed mm. from the, if you, the minute you're in overwhelm, eh, gone. Mm. Eh. Like no, no problem solving, no creativity, nothing good came out of overwhelm. Like step one, you've got to get out of overwhelm. So I've got to get up start my day, do the things that I need to do, and then everything flows. You've got to be in flow. I say flow, not force. Most people are forcing outcome. People start a business, we have to be here by that date. Mm. We don't have to. I've got this four-step, I guess it's a technique, goal, deadline, plan, detach. So you have a goal with a deadline and a plan or a process, and then you've got to detach from the outcome because – what happens is we get an outcome and it's not happening by that time and fuck, it's no good and this is shit and fuck, fuck, fuck. And you hire the wrong people, you make desperate choices and you've got to be more fluid. Like your plan might not be the plan ultimately. And yeah, goal, deadline, plan, detach. And I say 90% process, 10% outcome. So like the GPS in your car, you put the coordinates in and then hopefully you look at the road. Otherwise you're fucked. <laughs> and it sells everyone else because you're going to crash because you're mm. not looking at the outcome. Mm. That's the outcome. The process is driving the car. The outcome mm. is the GPS. And think about it if there's a crash on the bridge and the, the GPS says there's a crash and you've got to go the long way and it takes 20 minutes more, mm. you're not throwing your toys out of the cot. You just fucking go a different way. But in life, we haven't hit our targets yet and, but, but, you know, you get into the office and you've got the shits and this is fucked and it's just a terrible way to live. And I guarantee you, you, you actually won't achieve more because energetically it's all wrong. There is no gratitude. So I, I get up, I sit on the end of the bed and I just 
from maybe literally 30 seconds, I just breathe and I just, you know, look at my little dogs, eight legs up in the air, William and Harry, how good are they going? And a little plug for them, they're the best. And then I get there and I'm up and, I'm, and I just think this is, it's, it's, it's easy for me to think that it's perfect because I'm safe and I'm loved and, mate, it's great. It's really fucking good where my life is. But it, but really nothing's changed commercially to mm. when we spoke last. Mm. And so what is that feeling when you're sitting at the end of the bed? Is it the same feeling that you get each day? It's just peace. I'm just at peace with life. Do you like, wake up with peace or is that something that no, from no. the pillow to the being up that you get to that point? No, nah, when I wake up, I, I literally think, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, so I catch myself. Mm. Mm. My head just goes, uh, So I sit in the bed, I breathe, I think about that, brush the teeth, wash the face, out the door, and then 100 metres up the street, I'm good. Mm. It's not. I'm not good when the eyes open. I'm just like, oh, oh fuck, I've got to do this. There's a bit of fear creeps mm. in. Fear, I don't know why. A lot of people seem to do that when they wake up in the morning. It's like, fuck. And then you just get going, you get moving and you sit, have a coffee, do whatever you do in your routine and then you just write it down, what you got to, and pull the trigger on. Like a lot of the executives that I coach, it's it's that once we get them into that, they're like, it's actually, okay, it's good. They're just in overwhelm. So they spin. Mm. They don't actually pull the trigger. Mm. Yeah. They're just catastrophizing what may or may not happen, but that's in your head because the only thing that's happening now is where you are. Like So it comes down to how effective you are where you are. Most people are not – so everyone's busy, but are they effective? Are you at work or are you working? That, mate, massive difference. Mm. But you need hobbies and interests to be effective, otherwise you've got nothing else to do. Most people stay at work because they've got nothing else to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see it all the time. Fuck, I've got no life. I'll just stay here. I'm not doing anything, but I'll stay here because I'm lonely because you're not doing anything else. So when you get other stuff in your life, when you walk in the door, bang, when I work, I work. Like I do more in three hours than I used to do in ten. <laughs> Is there – I mean, the, the sort of hustle, the grind for a couple of years. I mean, could it be – I mean, it could be a belief, right, that I think what we're creating. I feel like we've gone through a piece where we – it was lots of friction to even create what we're doing. Mm -hmm. We love what we do, what we're doing, but it was also quite hard and it's still there in some respects, but it's just different now and we enjoy what we do so that's why we can show up. But I, I think – I was thinking the other day, maybe it's like, look, we're so new to this. You could have a new business. You could have just started something where you're needing to work hard for a couple of years to get it sure. past a, a point, mm. get that cash flow through the door. You know, so how do, how do you reconcile what you say about the happiness, the hobbies and having something other than work and sure. having something that you need to put everything into yeah. or it won't work? Well, a couple of things. I, I would challenge that with what I now know. I... I Early on in your career, new blokes are young. Yeah, first ten years, you got to bust your ass for sure. You got to work hard. No, you can't just poke at it, right? Sure, but I reckon I'm massive on energy, and if there's a fear around it, it's the wrong energy. So, and what we all do, uh, I definitely did it. We don't live within our means. So we want everything now. So we stretch ourselves financially. So it puts us under a lot of pressure. So we we put too much pressure on new businesses mm -hmm. to deliver too soon because we needed the bigger house. But really, do we? Like, I don't know. Maybe we do. But I got a one better, and I'm happy as a pig in shit. So it's it's <laughs> you know it's only me and the dogs. But you don't need as much as you think you do. Mm -hmm. So you got to have financial buffer. 
that's really important. You know, that comes down to comparison and getting comparisons the thief of joy, right? So we're all, oh, fuck, Fred's going, Fred's killing it and I'm shit. And I, I, Literally I, I looked at, thought there was someone <laughs> named Fred. Fred. Way, you're so engaging. I, I should like, get a gig on Neighbours. Yeah. <laughs> so, but th- this is the thing. So, you know, the grass is greener and, well, the fucking grass is green if you water it. you got to mm. water your grass. Like my life is good because I water my grass. But most people, they lay the grass, look over the fence, and there's Dave, not Fred, and Dave's, they're like, look at Dave's grass. Fucking Dave, it's killing it. Look at the grass. And turns out Dave bought worse grass than you, but he watered it, and you haven't watered yours because you're looking at his, so yours dies. That's mm. what people do. They don't focus on their own stuff. And I talk about 600 minutes. Let's say you work 10 hours a day, 600 minutes. How effective are you for the 600 minutes? Most people not very. Mm-hmm. So if you, but if you are when you are on, you are on. You don't need to work as much, and then you got more time for hobbies and whatnot. No one is. And let's be, no one. Well, none of us are studying string theory and going. No, he's to, he's actually. Oh, is he? Okay, my apologies. <laughs> well, there you go. I, I tried to pick something that no one was studying, but fuck me, Ed, there is. We've got a genius in the room, folks. Yeah, trade. <laughs> but. None of, like, we take life a bit too seriously, mm-hmm. I, I think. Like, you know, everyone in business, you know, ideas that change the world and fuck off. <laughs> Come on. Like, really? Like, we need to all just relax a little bit. Here's a radical concept. Fucking be a good person and be kind. Mm-hmm. That might actually change the world. It might catch on. Like, everyone, I'm going to start a business and it's going to change the world. Fucking relax. Yeah. It's That's a, ego. It's uh, organised August. Which uh, is an opportunity for us all to get our shit organised. Oh, wow. I tried to pitch in Action August. Is that off the back of Dry July? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Leveraging July. the sobriety. <laughs> exactly. So organised August. Clear mindset out of Dry July. Yeah, bang. What a, <laughs> Momentum. What do you think is the most under-leveraged thing that people could do that they could organise that they're going to see the best result from a happiness point of view? So I've got a coaching technique called the Daily Action Scorecard. Which is interesting because you got the daily talk show, so blow me yeah, down, right? Yeah. And also, it would have gone well with Action August. Well, I, I, I was pushing for Action August over Organized August because you can be organized to go to the gym, but you don't action it. Action it, yeah. But so. We decided on Organized and we have the uh, yeah. Sonia Kruger, Ben Fordham. Yeah, it's kind of taken there's, off. There's it's a lot a of people annoying. who have been supporting and Organized August. And now Jeff Jowett, just to drop my massive name <laughs> yeah, in here. Yeah, wow, bang. So daily action scorecard. So I say define yourself by your daily actions and integrity, not achievements or past achievements because most I coach a lot of real estate people and they're living in the past and what they've made and what they drive and what like forget it daily mm. action daily like so how what's a daily action scorecard so you have 5 to 10 things like the time you get up the time you go to bed the things that you've got to do in your day daily and you measure your performance on that not what you've done in the past so that's about action taking and with integrity you're always playing to an audience of one. So, mm. like, it's you, you know what the right thing to do is. Mm. Yeah. I mean, uh, Jocko Willink, discipline equals freedom. Absolutely. Yeah, mate, he's great. He's up at fucking Birds Fart 4 a.m. every day yeah. with his watch. He's taking a few too many pictures <laughs> of his watch. I think we get the point now, Jocko. <laughs> Fuck, mate, we get a champ. <laughs> but, but, Maybe a few other posts, but, yeah, but very, very good. But, you know, it, it is that. It, the discipline does create the freedom because mm. you have to have a framework and you have to have high standards. It's not acceptable for me. Well, I couldn't sleep in if I tried because I go to bed early and I – What mate, time do you go to bed? Oh, mate, 9 to 10. Mm. 9 to 10 up at 4.30, good as gold because I don't drink or any of that stuff. Or sleep like a baby. And so if you were to have something at 6 a.m., for instance, like I think about like setting up my – time and and having all of these different sort of things 
dialed in. I then think about like my perfect day, which will be like walking into the office, doing all these different things. But on a production day, on a shoot day, it might be different where it's like I'm getting up, Mm. like I've got to be at the, you know, shoot before um, the sun rises, right? So I might be there at 6.30 or Mm. whatever. I find that as I start to dial in my habits, that's what's starting to rattle me now is thinking about, oh, no, there's these certain days that I'm not going to be able to do all these checkboxes. How how do you deal with that? Okay, so... One of the other things I coach is intense presence. So you have to be intensely present with where you are. Mm. So right now I'm here. I'm not at the horses. I'm not, I'm here. I'm here doing this with you. That's it. That's your reality. And the problem is that most people's reality is a bit warped because they're not focusing on where they are. Multitasking is a myth. You've got to do the one thing at a time. You're on a podcast, you do the podcast. You're walking the dog, you walk the dog. Like you got to do that thing. Mm. And that that that's that's causes overwhelm and like, like all the stuff that you're getting. So routine's great, but, you know, mine moves around a lot as well. That That's fine, but you got to be where you are. Start where you stand, be where you are. Be intensely present with what it is you're doing to the best of your ability right now. And then that will create a better next. You can't so, yeah. be like rattled and then get a good result. So how do you prepare? I guess part of it is what I'm identifying anyway is like the I was reading the GTD book and they talk about uh, creating, like using your brain for creating things rather than holding information. We're fucking terrible at holding information. Yes. And so part of it is when I have a shoot, the the couple of days leading up, I'm thinking in my head of all the things that I need to prepare for the shoot. Mm. Do you actually calendarize time if you've got something big on how do you make sure that that stuff is out Absolutely. of your head? Absolutely. So I've got a notepad that I carry around and I, I'll just, in the morning I write a list and things to do for the day. Google Docs, I've got a working list of things for the week. So it's, you, you can't have that shit in your head because we're not a note-taking machine in our brain. you just mm. got to dump it, dump it, dump mm. it, d- empty it, empty it, and then get back to what you're doing. How many clients do you think a lot of their overwhelm is based on trying to hold on to it's all, all of it. It's mm. all of it. It's all of yeah. it. And then they're not doing any of it yeah. because they're in their head. Look, you've got to get out of your head and you've just got to get that onto a page and do the next thing. You can only do one thing at a time, do mm-hmm. it well, next, 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 and then that becomes a ritual and a habit and a standard and you get heaps more done and you just put the highlighter through it as you go. And So if I said to you, uh, Jeff, can you um, print out this thing when you get home or whatever, how do you take that information so it's not in your head? What would the next step be for you to make sure that gets done? Buy a printer. doesn't have one. <laughs> yeah, I haven't got a printer. <laughs> that was a wild guess. But I do, hasn't got a cord. I lost the cord. <laughs> oh, really? That, That's be even better. Have you we've, got got a print, we've got a printer that doesn't we've work. We can probably give you the cord. We're amazing. Do you want the cord? Please. You probably can't take it on the plane. No. Uh, you're you're doing somebody. Che- no, you sh- you'll be able to oh, take yeah, it. Oh, yeah, I guess because it's. Because well, um, what about all laptops? Yeah, laptops. Yeah, iPhone yeah. cable. We could yeah. maybe bring it on the plane. But I. Not the whole printer. I write it down. <laughs> I just write a list. And Where I just, are you writing it down? Like, what is it? Have you got a list on here? Yeah, on here. Yeah, yeah. So I've got the Google Docs and it made it just bang or notes. It's in, it's a, look, it's still not ideal, but it's mm. notes or it's Google Docs or it's on in the notepad. And I just, I just a few times a week just go back through it all, boom, boom, yeah. boom. So what, so that's your lifestyle now. What was the Jeffro, 
when there's a hundred staff members and you're flying, you're making millions of dollars selling fucking protein bars and shakes and mate, fitness I was programs. What, I, are you, what are you doing? What's that look like? What's that oh, list? Mate, all? It was was nothing. It was all over the shop. It was. Um, Did you have people like you would have had an EA or something yeah, that was doing a lot of yeah, that shit? So she'd come in and we, we'd map out the day. But <laughs> I remember when you told me that you didn't know how to pay your phone bill because you'd literally had someone paying shit for you for so long. Well, I didn't. I remember I went into Coles one day and had those auto checkouts and I shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, what's happened? Because <laughs> you just I had know, people doing shit. Yeah, through. and everyone doing everything for me and you miss out on the good stuff. Like, that's life. Yeah. Like, people think they're be- above doing the basics. Like, life is the basics. You miss out on the good stuff and because mm. they're too important. No one's too important. No one's better than anyone. I'd much, to be honest, I'd much rather talk to the Uber driver than most CEOs because they're fucking egomaniacs. Mm -hmm. That's the reality, mate. And they've got this barrier and because I've got some credibility. Is it a mask? I mean, you're having to put that on to front a company. No, it's it's a mask for themselves because there's generally a lot of other stuff going on that they haven't addressed Mm -hmm. in in their own life and it's a feeling of less than and they – they, they, their whole their, their identity is their status. Their identity is their their title. And mate, it's an empty place to live. Do you think if we sent Jeffro back in our time machine that we have upstairs to the to the body trim days, and you know what you know now after losing it all and being unhappy, mm. do you reckon you could create something great? Do you reckon you could make it work? Within that company, I wouldn't want to. If you had to, ah, <laughs> but you do, to. you know, like it, the what you know now. Do you yeah, think you could walk in? Mate, and, oh and my what, Lord. Is it, what is the reason for you not wanting to? What was? What oh, was mate, it I about? wouldn't want a hundred staff. I wouldn't yeah. want all that, mate, anymore, mate. No way. I'd rather cut myself. Yeah. Like I, I, mate, I just don't want. I just don't want that. Um, I just don't. It, it's a. I'm good friends with quite a few really big CEOs and like but they, a few of them have said to me lately, mate, and they're in their 50s and 60s with mm. public companies and they're like, mate, you know, sometimes it can feel like a prison because you've got hundreds of staff and it, it, it's, it, it controls you. If you're the chairman or the CEO it's mm. it, and a board and a public, like it's a lot. I just, mate, I don't need it because I don't, I just don't want all that, um, I like the freedom to, mm-hmm. to do what I do well, I, I don't – because back then I, I got 100 staff and I turn over 40 million fucking dollars. Mm. Who cares? I couldn't give a fuck. Who, who's doing it well? Who do you know personally that's a – or you might not even know him personally, but you – you I mean, you've got to know him personally to really know if Mate, it's I'll tell you who's doing it well. The chairman of Century 21, which is real estate, Charles Tarby. Uh, I did a keynote for Century 21 a, couple, a month or two ago up at Hamilton Island for all their franchisees and – Mate, here's a great story. So I rock up because the CEO, uh, he I spoke at a thing and he was working there. He saw me speak and then he got headhunted to go to Century 21. And um, <clears throat> anyway, I rock up and this gentleman comes up to me and he was in the like the, the audio booth at the back, the mixing booth for this event. And uh, he, he rocks, he walks up, oh, Jeff Jowett, it's, mate, it's, it's an honour. It's an honour. It's so lovely to meet you and thank you for taking the time to come up and talk to us. And, mate, wow, I've followed your career. And I said, oh, thanks, mate. That's really nice. And like, how's your day and what's been happening? And I'm thinking it's the sound guy because <laughs> he's in the frigging, you know, he's got the, you know, he's in the booth. Anyway, and he, um, 
we had a nice little chat and I thought, that's really nice and blah, blah, blah. And they, they called me up to do my talk and that was the end of the conference. And they said, oh, well, look, that was amazing. Um, let's, uh, let's just hear from our chairman one more time to close the conference. It was fucking him. <laughs> Sando, how did he get on stage? <laughs> and, and I thought, how good is this bloke? And I knew, all, I knew of him and his success and he's in his mid-60s and he's like huge, huge, huge success. Anyway, um, we, we spoke a lot that night and then I get on the plane to go back from Hamilton Island and it's, it, the, the plane's full with all these franchisees and whatnot. And I got on relatively last. I was just waiting to get on. I was doing a bit of work, got on, go down midway. Down. I expected to get on and see him in seat 1A. Mm. Mate, not in, I think, fucking, where is this bloke? Row 20. Mm. Economy. Anyway, not only that, there's a seat next to him for me. And uh, he saved me a seat. I sat next to him all the way back. We had a great chat. And um, and he said, um, I said to him, mate, oh, I've just got to give you a a pat on the back. I said, mate, I thought you'd be up the front. And he goes, mate, I'm not going to sit up the front when my team's at the back. Mm. I thought, fuck, we are. Mm. Just humble. This bloke's so humble. Like he's worth a lot of money and he's just feet on the ground and he just leads by example. He's in the trenches. And, and, and he said, mate, all those people in business, they all work for me. Mm. They're all they're all his staff. One bloke owns his restaurant. He owns a golf course. That's my uh, GM at the golf course. That You know, that, yep. But, mate, they're doing a good job. They can sit up the front. I'm thinking, fuck, that's leadership. Mm. That's what it's all about, you know. Most blokes have got the fucking hublot on both hands, swinging the dick, 1A, 1B, 1C, fucking look at me, mm. you beauty, I've made it. Me? 3D deal is flying 1A to Sydney in a week's time. So, But <laughs> but it wasn't so my choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, getting, yeah, he's getting the pointy, kind of the pointy end experience. Well, he just owns the golf course, that's yeah. why. <laughs> No, but that, that's in a guy who's, who does it well. Yeah, and you yeah. speak to his franchisees at the conference and they're like, I said, <clears throat> everyone's so humble here and grounded and they're like, oh, you have to be here, otherwise Charles boots you. He won't stand mm-hmm. for it. I mean, and what, they, what's been the uh, someone who you have, act, like you've ha- had your personal story, but has there been someone that you've actually seen go through, maybe not the same as you, but have gone from unhappy to really happy and you've actually been able to see the incremental changes from an external perspective. Yeah, without giving myself a fucking backhanded plug, like a lot of the people that I coach because mm. they've got money and they were unhappy. And some of them that were struggling, um, like I've got a lady I coach in real estate and and she was driving Ubers because she couldn't make it work and now she's shooting the lights out. Mm. But she's got a hobby and she's, she's not defined by what she does and so she's got a lot more um, – she's got a lot more – I guess fuel in the tank and a lot more um, peace, and, and and then she gets more listings, sells more homes, and so I see people just do a one eighty all the time with this stuff. But my my coaching's not sales one hundred and one; it's life one hundred and one. Like mm. people think work and life they're not mutually exclusive; mm. they're hand in glove. And and yeah. if people don't understand that, like a lot of people at the top end of town, their marriage is bust. There's all this mm. like. How can you possibly find peace and happiness if this is busted and you, like, it, it, it's it's all or none. You got to work on all of it. Three mm. D Dill and ninety seven. Uh, have you got a question for Jeff? I mean, he's got a lot of uh, experience that he could. Uh, yeah, impart. I mean, you you spoke earlier in the in the show about identifying personal band aids that people use. Is and that an accent? 
He's Canadian. He's Canadian. Oh, I beg yeah. your pardon. Pretty <laughs> <degree. laughs> He's flown out to Australia to do an wow. internship with Justin us. Justin Timberlake and who's this? He's <laughs> 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 referring to the blondie in the corner. Yeah. Boy's life. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> oh, I've thrown them. They're gone, the lads. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm still on it. Justin Timberlake's a little. JT, where's Brittany? But, um, like, identifying personal Band-Aids, like, I've been lucky enough that I've been able to identify Band-Aids that I've used in my own life that I've used to suppress whatever I've been feeling at that point in time, whether it's, like, going down whatever path. Yeah. But for the people who maybe don't realize that they're using a Band-Aid or they're using something to suppress internal pain or pain that they're feeling from the outside, like, how would you go about at least attempting to identify sure. Very good question, by the way. Some thing like that. Sure. So put them into categories like food, alcohol, drugs, gambling are the normal ones. Mm -hmm. And really it's the noise in your head and it, you, the head gets busy and then you go to your drug of choice, food, alcohol, drugs, gambling, to escape, escape, eject, escape, eject, numb. They're numbing agents. External feel goods, medicating an internal pain because you're not addressing really the the things that you need to. The elephant in the room, like there's areas of your life that just aren't aligned, and 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 also it can can be status and a feeling of not enough, and I've got to do more, and a lot of that stuff I think for me came from when I was a kid and probably was never great at anything. So I thought, well, business, this is my chance to really be someone and so it just it started at a young age if you food alcohol drugs gambling if you're drinking every day mate that's not that's not ideal like mate oh, i just need a drink well that that's numbing mm -hmm. that that's that's escaping it's very common in australia especially like oh, i just need a drink well that's probably not the long-term fix and i you know breathing and and really work, learning how to be present without caving your head in. Like most people can't sit by themselves for more than two minutes. They'll have a panic attack. And so if you get rid of the Band-Aid, if you get rid of the alcohol or you, whatever that sort of suppressant is, how do you then deal with the reality? Well, that's when the real pain starts because you normally use that thing for however many yeah. years and then all of a sudden that, that's gone. So, you know, in AA they say you don't have a drinking problem, you've got a living problem, mm. right? That's really what's going on. You're just using the booze and mm. people are using the food and whatnot. And that's when you've got to realise that feelings are not facts. They're not facts. They're, 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 they're feelings and you've got to learn to sit with them. Like um, I, I talk about feelings or, or thoughts are a bit like clouds in the sky. Like you don't have to latch on and obsess. They just they can let it go. Mm. They don't, you don't have to grab everyone that comes into you. That's, oh, I thought, shit. Just, just let it go, breathe, you know, let it go, let it go and and not be so attached to every feeling or thought that you have because that's what we, we, we tend to do and that's fear-based. Pulling the Band-Aid off, alcohol, gambling, and what was the other? Food, alcohol, drugs, gambling. So if, uh, alcohol, drugs and gambling, you can stop and I'm not saying that the pain's not mm -hmm. going to be bad but something like food, you've got to eat. And mm. so it's like saying it's the hardest. Stop taking drugs, but you just have a little bit, hundred percent, each day to yeah. get through the day, mate. It's the hardest. It's the hardest because um, you do. You have to eat. So I talk about the danger zone. Generally, between eight and ten p.m. at night on the couch, bang. That's when people are in the pantry. So you got to know your danger zone. You got to know your triggers. Like we get triggered, and then we drink. Triggered, then we eat. Triggered, then we drug. So what? Are you, why are you getting triggered? 
people, places, things, like what, what's triggering you. And you've got to have awareness around that and catch yourself before you bang. Because when you get triggered, it's almost like you're hypnotised. The next minute you're in a bottle of whiskey, think, fuck, how did that happen? Or Tim Tams or ice cream or, what, or whatever it is. It's awareness. You've got to stay out in front of it mm. and just catch yourself and you feel that anxiety come over your wall. Breathe. And you got to, you got to, I get people to replace a bad habit with a good, like you can't just rip out booze and sit there and twiddle your thumbs. Like that's very, very freaking hard. So then there's the, the very common band aid, which is the phone. Yes. You know, scrolling. Yep. Endless scrolling. And maybe it's moving from the booze to spending hours. Yeah, it's and another hours. addiction. Uh, are these all, all the same? Like are they all coming from the same place and do they, are they treated the same way or? Do you find that you're addicted to your phone? No, I'm, I'm pretty good because I've had to learn. Because mm. I was so shit at all of it that I had to pull out the plug, put it back in and just reset. Uh, that uh, The uh, gift of desperation, as they say, I had to just completely reboot. But, yeah, that, that can be an addiction. So for me, I've got two little dogs. Mate, I, you know, I get home and the, the phone goes over there. I look at it maybe once, you know, half an hour before bed and that's finished. And then you, 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 I play with the dogs and, we, you know, that's life. That's, you know, you walk the dogs at night. I, I walk down Victoria Street. I'm like, fucking how good's my life? I've got these two little dogs. Like I'm present with mm -hmm. them. And, and I use this analogy with the dogs that people hopefully will appreciate it. I call it put the stick down. Like if you, anyone who's got dogs, they go to the park, they play with the stick, and when it's time to go, you put the stick down. And for five seconds the dogs are like, fuck, you know, they've got the shits they want the stick. Five seconds mm -hmm. later – they, they, you know, fuck, what stick? You don't they, let them keep the stick? Mm. I don't have a dog, but why can't they oh, have once the stick? In a, if it's a real good stick, yes, but then they <laughs> punch on sticks? at home. No. No stashing no, sticks. No, no, no. So once, I mean, you're not doing it at a national park. You can take the stick if no, you want. No, no, it's a bit of a mess at home. But look, but they've got balls and whatnot at home. But <laughs> Am I getting bogged down? He's getting yeah, bogged down. In the granular aspects of the stick. But, <laughs> but what happens with, imagine if it was a human yeah. and, and we were told to put the stick down, mm. we'd be filthy. We'd be like, I thought I got that stick. I got it off that other fucking dog. I punched on. I got it. He bit me. I got it. It's mine. And now this motherfucker, who's meant to be my mate, my best friend's taken my stick off me that I dead set nearly died to get. So you're filthy. You've got all this stuff going on. You get home. You, you, you're still stewing on it. You, you're dragging it in. Then the next day, heaven forbid, if you go back down to that park, you want that stick. Where's that stick? You need that stick. So... We can't drop things. It's we, a story, right? It's a massive story. It's that a we're story, telling. and 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 we we're dragging the past into every present moment. So every present moment's not as good as it. We got to be playful with where we are. But most people aren't playful with where they are. They see it as a means to an end. Like whatever we do today is a means to an end to get there. No, it, we're just here. Mm. So how do we know what we should be focusing on in regards to, like, say, if if you're not happy about something at work? At what point do you say to the boss, nah, I, I disagree and and lean into that story to hopefully get progress versus being more sort of detached? Sure. So you've got to, for starters, ask why do you disagree? Because a lot of the time it's ego Yeah. because I don't want to be told what to do or I'm better than this. So you've got to be aware because that could very much be what it is and that's what it was all the time for me. Is ego ever good? In my opinion, no, not to find peace. Mm. Now, people, it gets you out of inertia and into momentum to do something, 
So maybe for a very short period of time, it might be better than nothing, but you can't live that way. Yeah, because I don't think we would start th- have started this podcast without ego, but it's not something we want to live off, right? Well, my ego says bullshit, fuck off. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Look, it, it, I think it's everybody's going to have it, and we, I've all still got it, but I catch myself. Mm. Do you need ego to think that you have something to say that people want to hear? I think everyone's got something to say that people want to hear that. I I honestly believe that. I think everybody, Mm. like without getting way deep, mate, we've all, you know, billions of years ago the earth was the size of a pea and it expanded out. Like Mm. there's a connectedness. No one has any more right to do more or be more. Like there's there's, there's a a greatness in everybody Mm. but it's unlocking that and and that comes – Definitely doesn't come out of ego because that's comparison and looking at what someone else has got and then you feel shit and it's just a spiral. So I don't look at competitors. I don't have competitors. I just do what I do and I do it my way and I do it with it from a place of love and service. And, mate, my life works. That works. The other way didn't work. So, fuck, I'm happy. Rock and roll. So if you're a freelancer and you're quoting on a job and you're trying to work out what to charge – a lot of the times, I guess there's ego involved. It's, yeah. I'm worth this mm. amount of money, which, which the ego can be helping yourself worth. Yeah, in some respects. So, I mean, you could use ego to be like, you know, no, I am worth this. Yeah, and then you you get that payment or you make it work. And so, in some ways, it can be it can serve you in getting that you know payment from the client or whatever it is. So I wonder, like, I guess, how do you reframe that? How do you not, how do you get the outcome that you want without having to use ego to get there? Sure. So I do quite a lot of speaking and if I really believe in the company and and what it's about and the people, I'll do it for a discounted rate if they haven't got budget. And I won't, and I know they probably do, but they're just heckling. I don't even care. I don't give a fuck. I don't, mm. I just don't, I don't care anymore. And, you know, sometimes people don't pay their bills. I don't care. Like it doesn't really mm. – it doesn't bog me down in that because then you're filthy on the world and fuck no one – like I just – And I just, so that's the buffer, I guess. Like when yes. you have a buffer, that then, then allows you the luxury that's of right. not giving a fuck. Exactly. And you don't get caught up in it. And you're How do you it. work out what your buffer is? Well, like, for, for me, I want to have – you know, I don't have huge living expenses, but I want to have sort of 20 grand in the bank just, you know, mm. to be – Feeling safe. You know, have you paid like, yourself super over the years? Yeah. You have? Yeah, yeah. And so you would have been making a fair whack back in the day, which would yeah, have been yeah. a nice 9%. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit of super floating around somewhere. Yeah, ca- ca- <laughs> you got to consolidate, consolidate, yeah, yeah, consolidate. Yeah. But, but really, it's just, again, if I made heaps of money tomorrow, I'd still drive the Hyundai gets because mm. I don't need a fucking – it does the job perfectly like – the minute we start going, oh, oh, nice new car would be nice. Mm. Sure, if it doesn't eat into your buffer and you yeah. can easily afford it, go for gold. Like I really think you don't. If we if we're buying things on credit, you shouldn't be buying it. Like mm. as old school as that is, like it's such a. So trap. then, what about that thought with business? I knew that and, was coming. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, venture of capitalists course, investing course. millions. Like look at all the companies that are worth billions of dollars but are in debt. Yeah, so, mate, I don't know a lot of people who are in that world that have got any level of happiness. Don't, just don't know quite a few of them, mm-hmm. mate, and it's never enough. And you go, how are you going? Oh, fuck, mate. It's got to get this deal over the line and then we're going to be good for this and, and they get it over the line and then it's the next and the next and the next and then it's a fucking, mate, you, you never get there. You're chasing rainbows. 
So, and it, but society is just so conditioned to that that it's matrix. People are just they they can't see like. For me, yeah, save a, put a bit away for a rainy day. Like my, my mum mm. said that to me when I was eighteen, and I'm thinking, fucking rainy day, I'll just buy an umbrella. <laughs> fuck the rainy day. <laughs> Better yet, I'll fucking get an umbrella factory, you know, <laughs> metaphorically, and fucking flog them. Like yeah. that's how my entrepreneurial brain worked. Like those rules don't apply for me. That's mm. old school. I'll just do this, and I'll borrow here to make there, and don't know anyone who mm. does it long term that finds any. Peace, happiness, joy. So peace, happiness, joy is right up there for me. So if you're 30 years old and rather than 20K buffer, you're, you know, 20K the other way, you've got some debt. Mate, I'm right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how, how do, I mean, how do you overcome, how do you overcome that? How do you, what's the first steps? Because I guess to, to your point, you're talking about, you know, be in the present. Mm. So there's an acknowledgement in what you need to do and then, you know, work your way through it. But how would you, if people are listening right now and they're in that situation mm. where they've got some debt, they know, they're actually saying, I know I'd be happy mm. if I had that buffer. I know, like Jeff, that's exactly what all I want. Mm. What would you be saying to them? Well, you've got to simplify your life. You, you just don't need as much as you think you do. Like I haven't, mate, it's funny because I was just looking at my hands because they've got all cuts all over them from what like have you been doing? horses. Oh, horses. Mate, like. You know, what her name? What, what Anastasia? Was she, she fucking busy? No, you know, no, what? just, oh, mate, I don't even know. It's like fucking taking off a saddle or it's just shit. You just cut your hands and. Can, you, like, can you feel Josh's hands? Yeah, They're the softest soft hands. Like, like, he's, wow. He's never done a day's That's work in his level. life. That's incredible. It's crazy, isn't it? Beautiful. I can put my, <laughs> I can put my finger in your ear later too. Oh, if we can do it. We can Both do sides. <laughs> and these blokes can get involved too. We won't talk about where their finger's going to go. <laughs> exactly. Especially JT. Oh, you watch you. out. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but yeah, simplify you, yeah. your life. Stop keeping up with the Joneses. They're not happy either because they're keeping up with the Smiths. Mm. No, it, it's just the, it's madness. What is the fat? Where are people spending money that they shouldn't be? Do you think, mate? I haven't bought new clothes for two years, and it's funny because undies, yes, socks, mm. undies, the organised August, right? Yeah. Because, mate, I bought all these clothes back in the day. I got that many shoes and friggin' everything. That I thought, oh, they're shit. I went, oh, I'm like, hang on, we're not, they're good. These your, are, these your are green New Balance shoes are amazing. Yeah, they're, they're old. They're like very old. But yeah, I just found them like a couple of months ago under the bed. I went, they'll do. Thanks. They're great. Like, I'm not trying to win a fashion contest mm. here. So they do the job. They're comfortable. I'm not down here for my looks or my dress sense. Like, it, it's just reality. We, we get caught up in all the bullshit. I got that much stuff. I've got. Probably thirty grand worth of friggin' suits in my wardrobe because I have to had to have the top brands and the shoes and the this mm. and the fucking hell. Like, got any watches it, lying around? No, nah, they're all gone. Um, you flogged it, them. Had to when I went tits up, mate. The liquidators came in. They didn't take my watches, but I had to flog them to fucking pay the bills. Yeah, but to put keep a roof over my head. Yeah. Mm. Did but, it surprise you how much all the shit that you bought actually went down in value? Well, the watches go up actually, so that's oh, one good investment. Yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, yeah. No, You're gonna have fifty grand to buy one in the first place. Yeah, the watches actually do go up, but but um, that that aside. So you need other people who need band aids to sell your band aids to. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But that, there's nothing wrong. With, but just don't let it yeah. consume you. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not. Don't let it. There's nothing wrong with a nice car and a nice watch. Don't get me wrong, but don't mm. make it your identity. You're not your car. You're not your watch. That's what I'm. You, you buy the people think I oh, get that Range Rover Sport. Fuck, then I've made it. You haven't. Mm. You'll still be empty in a month. You'll feel empty because it's a fucking car. It's metal. Mm. 
It, it hasn't got a soul. It, it's not. It, 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 it just gets you around. It's got four fucking wheels and an engine. Like it's not. And and you're going to realise as soon as you get that car, mm. fuck, everyone's got one of these. Yeah. It's not yeah. that good. And then we're, you're going to be depressed. We've been calling. Um, there's something that we've coined in the office the static carpet effect. And what the static carpet effect is is. Uh, we caught ourselves, we, we got this new big hard drive system, right. right? And we've been, storage has been a massive problem and Seagate and QNAP came to the party and helped us and we got this brand new server that was fucking amazing. The Mickey Mouse. Yeah, exactly. And the thing was, as soon as, as we are setting that up, uh, I walked over to do something and I touched it and I got a little zap and it was from the this, this static in the carpet. And I'm like, fuck, we need to fix the carpet. And it was funny that, as you get the thing that you think you need, yeah. there's always the fucking static carpet. There's Mate, always going to be something yes, else you need. I was need. wondering where you were going with that. I was like, fucking, <laughs> we're going to have to cut this out. Where's he going? Jesus. He's going to have a nap, but he's back. I got it. Sorry. Carry on, Justin Timberlake. Right. So, <laughs> sorry, Josh, that was a bit rough. No, no. I love that's you. Fair. You're a beautiful man. Uh, but, but again, that's what happens because you're going to get that, whatever it is, and then you're going to ding it or scratch yeah. a rim. Mm. Your fucking rim. Mm. Fucking now it's five hundred. Fucking who put that gutter there? Like you're gonna be, <laughs> there. you're gonna be, you're gonna find. While ever you're in that, yeah. you're just gonna the next problem, the next problem, the next. Mm. And you see people all the time that are flying high, and you go, mate, you're going good. Oh, mate, fucking hell, it's tough. Oh. Mm. Like you, you know, I challenge anyone to find someone who lives that way, and they're just going, oh, life's amazing, and I'm blessed because they're not gonna feel that. They're gonna be like, fuck, it's hard, and I deserve more. So if someone's listened to Aussie Jeff, who might be an ambitious young person. They sense that you've got a bleak outlook for people that are in that high performance space that is conducive to high stress, mm. high anxiety, lots of responsibility. But that's what they kind of think they want to be doing. So just so I, I coach a lot of executives on high performance. But we do it through process, not outcome. Okay. Right. So I, I sit with boards because I've done this. Like I, I, I know it. And, and, I, and I help with – I, I drive strategy. I sit around tables and I, and I drive the strategy for their business, big businesses, to make these decisions to grow. But so that growth is good. Like we want to make money. Mm. Mate, I'm not demonising that at all. I want to make a fuckload so more animals save, more horses, more fucking yeah. oath. How but, much does a horse cost? Oh mate, X race horses you get for free. Yeah, yeah, end up in the, the knackery, mate. You just need so, a part. You need a place for them. Yeah, you need about twenty mil to buy a farm, but you know <laughs> we'll work on that. But the point is, is that so? No, I'm not. And I love the strategy piece and building businesses, and I love going into businesses and actually because giving people, mate, actually because most people don't know what the fuck their job is in a business, mm -hmm. and then the boss goes, "This guy's got no fucking idea. Where's his job description? I haven't got one." Well, you've got no fucking idea. How do you expect this bloke to perform at any level of competency if they're not accountable to mm. a job description, measured JD, like, you know, get the mirror out? So I love doing that sort of stuff. To I like I like building the machine. I like I like building businesses, but it doesn't make – it's not your identity. It doesn't define you. It doesn't make you better than anyone else just because it says CEO. Like, so you just get rid of all that bullshit and you perform at a higher level, mm. process, not outcome – not people are looking at their revenue going, we've got to do more. Well, looking at your revenue is not going to make you do more. It's like an overweight person weighs themselves every day. That does fuck all for weight loss. Mm. It's two steps on your pedometer, on, off, and you're going to cave your head in because you haven't lost any weight. Mm. So you'll starve yourself. Then you'll get really hungry and you'll binge and you'll put on more weight because you're in outcome, not process. It's process. So people, 
we're taught goal setting, but what's the process under the goal? I, I coach golf pros now as well as a hobby at my golf club, like on, on high performance. I love high, it's really what I am, a high performance mindset coach to get people to perform at their best level. The byproduct is you make heaps more money. The byproduct is you build a business. Mm. But that's, that's it, 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 there's a lead measure and a lag measure. Lead is process. Lag is outcome. But people live in outcome. More money, more this, more that. You know, what's the process under the goal? We're not taught how with vision boards, rub my belly button and fucking manifest, like turn it up. People s- charge 30 grand to go to a manifestation course. Bullshit. Like turn it up. <laughs> What's under the goal? What is the process under the goal? What, what, what is your daily action there? Like how do you build a village one brick at a time? And you lay that brick to the best of your ability, repeat, 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 repeat. You get a wall, a house, a village. But we're just focused over here on the outcome. That's just overwhelm. When you focus on the result, you get overwhelm. Is it because the lag is actually easier to describe than the lead? Yeah, people don't understand how to do it. They don't. They actually. Do, I had to. They don't teach this. They don't teach this sort of process outcome focus. And everyone wants it yesterday. And by the way, nothing good happens fast. So you know, especially younger generations. You know, you guys and younger. I want to be the CEO yesterday. Well, that would be the worst fucking thing you can ever do because mm. you're not ready. Like, it, you know, it's five to ten years and then think, of, like, you've got to put your head down and do it. It, it, it. We want it all too quick. That was why I fucked up about 700 times. I want it all too quick. How do we prioritise? How do we know whether we've got to put the brick here or the brick there? Well, what you do is you work out what your end goal is and you reverse engineer it. So it's sort of, mate, it, it's it's where do I want to be? What does Okay, what does success look like? Mm-hmm. I don't know is the, generally the answer. What, what is it, can you define what success looks like? No one ever can. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that's question one. What are your measured success markers? No idea. That's number two. We're in five years' time, ten years' time. Now, it can change, but now what does it look like? And then you work back from that. So a business, I, I coach a guy, you know, he's the number one real estate agent in Australia, three years in a row. Number one, I, I coach him. Like these guys are the best of the best of the best and they, they come to me because it's not fucking bullshit. I spoke at a conference and he rang me. He goes, I don't call people. I'm calling you. That was awesome. Because it's real. I've been there. I'm not a coach. I, I want to be a coach. I lived it, fucked it up, built it, you know, and, and now I fell into coaching because I've actually done it, right? So with his business, we're working out where we want to go. What does that look like to build our life, not just the business, so he doesn't have a mm. stroke and die, mm. right? So th- these these and, – and then you – okay, we, th- this is what we're turning over now. We want to do this. How many chess pieces do we need? Because you can't just do it all yourself. So how many more mm-hmm. you, you need another another assistant, you need a head of operations, you need all these things to build the machine. So mm. but people have just got a revenue target and they don't understand the machine. You can't get the revenue without the machine. Yeah. Mm. What does your expenses look like? You know, you talk about controlling that sort of stuff. Mate, uh, my my biggest expense would be horses. Um, mate, bankruptcy starter kit, horse. <laughs> um, horses, uh, golf club membership. Um, what else? Uh, mate, fuck, there's not much. Um, what do you do food wise? What do you oh, mate, grocery? Do that for what's Because gro- a mate of mine's got oh. a meal service. Oh, what is it called? Foodforfitness.com.au. Oh, massive mate, plug. No. Carlo, send me the good stuff. Are they Melbourne based? They're or coming so? to Melbourne. Oh, no, right. Right. Well, what is it called again? Food for Fitness. I'll hook you guys up. Yeah. Foodforfitness.com.au. Foodforfitness.com.au. A couple of Bang. hungry gronks over here. Do they do like high protein yeah, stuff? Yeah, no, it's really good. Yeah, it is. A, oh, I'm not just giving them a plug. It is actually really good. And and so he gives me my meals each week mm. and, and I hate cooking. So I, I, I do that and mate, you order them online and they rock up on a Sunday morning and- and bang, and and it's not frozen 
rubbish. It's really because he was a bodybuilder, but his family was in um, food and restaurants and whatnot. So they've got he's got this fucking massive industrial kitchen where not a warehouse, full blown kitchen, mm-hmm. and it's like a hundred. It's like fucking Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. I went there and had a look, and there's like a hundred people out the back, and they've all got the same outfits on, so they look like Oompa Loompas because yeah. they've got the <laughs> same get up. They don't. Well, they're not aesthetically like Oompa Loompas. They're not, they're not, they're orange. not orange. No. <laughs> Some had had a spray tan from the night before, but with fucking bobs or whatever. And fucking <laughs> That'd be funny. Gene Wilder, rest, God bless him, rest in peace. But um, um, but but yeah. So for me, food, nothing. Um, horses, golf, um. Mate, that's it. I'm going to buy a new set of golf clubs. The clubs cost more than the car, rock and roll. Like it's, it's, I just keep it mega lean, mega, mega lean. And do I really need that? Mm, no. Nah. So you can live on a pretty, yeah, you can live really lean. And I, I used to spend probably 300 bucks a night on dinner. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> are you eating? <laughs> mate, I just, because I'd eat at Rockpool and China Doll and Otto and every night. Mate, easy. Yeah. So I'd probably spend three grand a week on dinner. Um, <laughs> Probably a few other spends there as well, but we won't dig into them. Yeah, yeah. After dinner treats. After dinner treats, yeah. Desserts. Like gelato. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> more, more, yeah. They were still sweet. Well, what rating is this thing? Uh, what, family friendly is this? No, that's no, fine. So what, what, my horse is called Candy and I, I used to say, you know, a few years ago, the only candies I knew slid down a pole. <laughs> hey, they, they, they definitely didn't have hoofs. Yeah. And eat hay. So it's a very different lifestyle now. And that other lifestyle where they slid down poles, let me tell you, mate, there was no joy there. And it. And I'm not an isolated case because a lot of high-flying people in Sydney making big, big money, they, mate, I've had dozens, mm. not one or two, dozens message me and, and I coach them because they've got all the money in the world and they're fucking depressed. Mm. Like this is not a theory. This is real. You, if, if you chase that life... You will be miserable. I guarantee it. Now, going to the strippers once on your bucks night, very different. But four nights a week, not mm-hmm. ideal. Like, I'm, you know, I'm, you've got to be realistic about this. Yeah. But, but you know, that lifestyle, it's Wolf of Wall Street. That was my life. And really, because you get consumed by it and then you think, you, do, you know, you can do different rules apply and you can do whatever you want, fucking different rules don't apply. Not in the happiness equation. Mm. You're just a human at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. It's the, and you're Absolutely. living in an empty Vessel, mate, you really, space. really are, Tommy, mate, and, mm. and it's sad and I see it all the time. I had a bloke reach out to me, fuck, a couple of weeks ago, mate, um, big-time property developer and, um, mate, 10 grand a week cocaine, 10 grand a week, just the miserable, mate, it's miserable, miserable. Like, and and it, it, you think that you've, like, and the, the only the problem, the, 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 the really hard thing is people that are listening that aren't there they can't relate because they're like, but fuck, I'd love to try. But if everybody who's tried ends up in the same place, they can't mm. all be wrong is what yeah. I'm trying to say, right? No mm-hmm. one who's there with 10 grand of coke up their snot box every week and everything that goes with that mm. is happy. So how can you be? Mm. You've just got to maybe, you know, success leaves clues, yeah. right? Everyone assumes that they're going to be the exception. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. put posts up and sometimes, on, you know, I talk about this and, and you see people and they go, oh, I'm sure I'd be happy with lots of money. Like they just, they, it's just not mm. going in. It's mm. just like, I, I'm sure I'd be, like you, you don't get it. You, and I'm not judging because I didn't get it either. But you, you get a little bit of success and fame and status and whatnot, mm. profile and mate, I tell you what, it's a, it, it's a green monster. Like mm. Daniel McPherson, 
Aussie actor is a good friend of mine, and and Dan we speak quite a bit. He's in Croatia at the minute with his um with his show that he does, and 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 like Dan. Task Force, is that Task, task Force? Force? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I know Sally who was yeah, on that as well. Yeah, and, and Dan hates, like, you know, fame. We've talked about this when I've interviewed him in my Jowett Method group and, like, fame and, mate, he hate like, for him it's it's a necessary evil. Not an evil, but it's just, mm. a, it, mate, it, it, he goes, Jeffro, mate, it goes with the job. But, like, he didn't get into it to have that and – a lot of people who have, like Jim Carrey says, mm. I, I wish everybody could have all the money in the world and be famous so they realise that's not the thing. Yeah. So does Cameron Diaz. Dan McPherson says that, like, none of that does it. It just doesn't do it. We think it does because we haven't had it and we look at these people at the Logies or the Oscars and we're, mate, they're all in fucking rehab two years later. Maybe not the Logies but definitely the Oscars or, or fucking probably maybe the Logies as mm. well. Like, you've got to do it for the right reasons. And, and Matthew McConaughey, mate, awesome video where he talks about recently, not his Oscar speech, but he mm. talks about how uh, when he was early on in his career, he did movies to to gain respect and recognition from his peers. That was why he was doing it. He didn't love making the movie. He did it for that. And he never really had the blockbusters. I'm not sure what happened, but somewhere along the line, he fell in love with the process of making the movie and being on set and loving the the filmmaking. Mate, fast forward, best actor, best mm. this, best boom, shot the lights out when he stopped caring about the recognition and the respect and the outcome and he stayed in the process. Yeah. Jeff, you're always a great reminder and I guess that's a service that you're providing, right? Like yeah. uh, every time you come on here, I think it's a great perspective that we can all take, even if it's just a small element yeah. of when you're getting up in the morning Mate, or the choices hopefully. that you're making. And that's the thing. Like, you know, I say, how can I serve, not what can I get? Like that... We need connection. We need purpose. We need to be doing stuff like this in our way, in our own world, mm. whether it's jumping on here or something in your own community. Like you've got to be doing this. This is the, this is part of the human condition. Like mm. we've got to be ser- being of service. And a lot of people on the road to the top, they just dismiss it. Mm. Definitely worth following Jeff on Instagram as well. We've posted the photo of us from today's episode. Uh, feel free to screen grab the app or take a photo if you're watching the yeah. video and Put it up on Instagram stories. Uh, otherwise, Justin Timberlake's—he's actually following me now. JT, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> perfect. It's a daily talk show. We'll see you tomorrow, guys. See you guys. Bye.